I am honored to be here with you. And I'm excited to share with you something that I know God has for you this morning. I want you to know that God's word is God's word no matter who teaches it. So today we're going to look at the same word that you listen to every week from this pulpit. My hope for you is that you would love God's word. That you would study God's word. And that you would live God's word. There's a very precious, precious passage in 1 Corinthians. This passage has meant so much to me. And the passage is 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31. When Paul writes that God chose the lowly things of this world, he's talking about each of us. Many times we think that we have to be important to be used of God. And God says, no, I chose you because I want to use you. I have great work for each of you that I want you to do, he says. I have a special plan for each of you. Paul writes this to the Corinthian church. And in Roman society, the society was broken down into a very few important people and then a whole lot of people that were not considered important. In that society, the important people always wanted to remind everyone else that they were more important. On top of that, Corinth was a wealthy town. So the wealthy and the important people were always trying to let everyone know that they were more wealthy and more important than others. And some of the Christians were not wealthy and not important. But God said, you're just the people I want. We are each like those people. So 
Today I want you to remember four things from this passage. First Paul tells us remember who you were before Christ. Do you remember who you were before Christ? It's important not to forget. Next Paul tells them to consider who they've become in Christ. You are precious sons and daughters of God Himself. Nothing could be more important. As God's children, Paul says, consider and acknowledge the call that God has given you. You've been called to something very important in this land. I want you to pay close attention this morning. Because my hope is that you'll be encouraged to do the great work that God has for you here. Now Paul concludes this passage reminding the believers to rejoice in who they are in Christ. The most important things that you'll ever have to decide are what you believe about God and what you believe about yourself. Today I want you to agree with me about what God says is true about you. After I share a little bit with you today, I'm going to ask you to make a decision. So I want you to be considering right now as we speak what the Lord might have you do. So as, as we read in this passage, we are to remember what we were before Christ. Most of us were not rich or powerful or important in the world's eyes before Christ. Scripture tells us many of us were foolish and weak and lowly and despised by the world. Later in this same book, Paul says, some of us were immoral, idolaters, thieves, and even drunkards. In another book, we read that some of us were impure and hateful and jealous and selfish and angry and proud and envious and lustful. Before Christ, we were not much. Scripture tells us that before Christ, we were spiritually dead. 
It even says that before Christ we were enemies of Jesus. Do you remember who you were before Christ? I was I became a Christian at a young age as a child. But still I remember some of the characteristics that were in my life before I knew Christ. I was a person of fear. I had lots of doubts. And I was even very, very sad, even depressed. But as a child, I heard the great news of Jesus Christ. And he changed me. We were nothing in society's eyes. We were nothing in the world's eyes. We had nothing to give to God. But God took you. And you. And you. And you. And he said, I am going to make you my child. And I have a great plan for your life. You were nothing before Jesus. But in Christ, you are his very child. I heard a story when I came to India that is very similar to this in a secular way. There, there is a, a very rich person in India that didn't start out so wealthy. The man that was recently made the leader of Tata Corporation was actually uh, grew up on a farm in a village. And now he runs one of the most successful corporations in the world. What God has done in your lives is even thousands of times greater than that story. We're told to remember who we were before Christ. But Paul also says to consider who you've become in Christ. Do you know who you are in Christ? You are very special. I want to take some time to remind you of who you are in Christ. First of all, in the Old Testament, we are told that God designed you when you were in your mother's womb. The family that you were born into was not an accident. The color of your skin is not an accident. Your gender is not an accident. Your 
God designed you in your mother's womb and he knew what he wanted to do with you someday. When Paul spoke in the city of Athens, he also said that God determined the times and the places that we should live. So it is not an accident that you live in India. It is not an accident that you live in 2017. David said in the Psalms that it is God who has made us and not we ourselves. So your life is not an accident at all. Now, you were sinners and lost before Christ. But Paul tells us in Ephesians that he made you alive in Christ even though you used to be dead in your sins. We're going to read a short passage from Ephesians before we come back to this passage. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. ఆయనలుయా This is how everything changed right here. The Bible says each one of us were sinners separated from a perfect God. But Jesus died and paid the punishment for your sins. The Bible says he offered you his gift of salvation. And many of you trusted him and put your faith in him. In that moment you were born again. This is what Jesus told Nicodemus about in John chapter 3. You were... You became new that very instant that you believed in Jesus. But it does not end there. We read in this chapter, in verse 10, that you are God's masterpiece. You are not an accident. You are a wonderful masterpiece. God has created you for wonderful works that he has planned for you to walk in. This is who you are in Christ. Remember what you were and 
but also consider who you are now in 1st Corinthians 6 we see a long list of sins and then Paul says and such were some of you but you've been washed you've been cleaned you are not the person you used to be you are someone truly new you can turn to 2 Corinthians 5.17 to see what this looks like. You have been made new in Jesus. The old person that you used to be is gone. You are now the person that God wants to use to be glorified in this land. You have truly been transformed. <laughs> Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, Tells us about this transformation. Hallelujah! And we are transformed as we renew our minds. I told you it's very important what you think of God and what you think of yourself in Christ. It is critical that you come to this to this Bible. That you read this Bible. That you listen to men of God teach this Bible. And that you apply this Bible in your life. Because as you read and study and memorize and apply this word. You'll be transformed. Did you know that Paul also told the Corinthians that the Holy Spirit each day is transforming you more and more into God's likeness. So you used to be nothing. But now you've been transformed to be His precious children. And each day you are starting to look more like him, talk more like him, act more like him. What is happening in your lives is very special. You have butterflies in, in uh, Do you know how a butterfly is first a caterpillar, but then it turns into a beautiful butterfly? Yeah. 
<laughs> At first it cannot fly, then it can fly. At first it is not beautiful, then it is very beautiful. There's a change that happens that turns it from a caterpillar to a butterfly. In English, the word we use for this change is metamorphosis. In English, do you have a word in India for that change? In the Greek that Paul uses to speak to the Corinthians, he uses that very word for this transformation. So just like a butterfly goes from something that cannot fly and is not beautiful, but is transformed into something that's beautiful and flies. The same thing has happened with you. You have been transformed by the word of God and by what Jesus has done in your life. I want you to remember who you were before Christ. And consider who you are now in Christ. And now that you are in Christ, there is something very, very special. I want you to realize that you have a call. You, you have a, a, a call. You yes, have a, a job. Me, yes. The butterfly is called the fly. The butterfly can't say, no, no, I'm going to keep walking on the ground like a caterpillar. Right? The transformation leads to new life and new action. And for each of us, we are called to new life and new action. It is a privilege to follow God in obedience. The Apostle John said that God's commands are not burdensome. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. I have a beautiful wife and kids back home in America. And I love them very much. And sometimes my wife will give me a command. Like this, when you get to India, you had better call me. Now, if I love my wife, what will I do? I'll call her. <laughs> right? It's not hard to call her. I love her, so I want to call her. Just like this, when we love the Lord, it is a joy to obey the Lord. So you were very low, but he made you the highest of high, and he has a great purpose for each of you. 
And today he's saying, I want you to fly like a butterfly with that purpose. Can I tell you some of what God's word tells you about that purpose? In Mark 12, 29 through 31, let's read it. We're told the most important parts of that purpose. Mark 12, 29 through 31. ప్రధానమైనదిప్రభువుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలనుంపవలన
have the most important job in the world. Some people might say President Trump has the most important job in the world. I would disagree and say that Indian Christians have the most important job in the world. This is part of the call that you've received as his children. To make disciples of all the nations. And Matthew 5, you're told to shine brightly. In 2 Corinthians 5, let's turn there, 2 Corinthians 5 20. We're also told something very special. Before you read one okay. A minute ago we read verse 17. A minute ago we read verse 17. Oh, okay. It said that you're new creations in Christ. We've been talking here how you used to be nothing. I say but now you are something in Christ you are more than something you are the highest thing in Christ you are children of God verse 17 says you are new creations you have been transformed now as new creations we look three verses later and we see your call verse 20 tells us the call it's 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 we are called to be his ambassadors to talk to people that need to hear the gospel this morning I spoke to a man that came from a Hindu background he was very spiritually hungry and often going to the temple and somebody once gave him a new testament while he was going to the temple he read it and he knew it was true and he gave his life to the Lord there are people like him all over this country that are searching and they need, a, they need to hear the same gospel that changed you from what you were to who you are now okay I want to tell you the fourth thing in 1 Corinthians we one we read a four point four uh, four main points we've been told to remember who we were before Christ consider who you are in Christ acknowledge the call and the command that you've been given from Christ now comes the good part now comes the good part we can rejoice every day in our relationship with Christ I've, I've, I've seen people that have been through horrible circumstances. I've been all over the world and I've seen Christians that have been persecuted and rejected. 
నేను ఈ లోకమంతా సంచరించి చూసేటప్పుడు ఎక్కడ చూసినా క్రైస్తవులు హింసించబడతా ఉన్నారు ఆ తర్వాత తృణీకరించబడతా ఉన్నారు no matter what they've been through they always have joy in christ వారు ఎంత హింసించబడినా తృణీకరించబడినా క్రీస్తును కలిగి ఉన్నా ఆ గొప్ప సంతోషము వారిని విడవలేదు వారు సంతోషముగానే పంచన చేశారు no matter what their needs are they always have joy in christ వారికి ఏమి కొరత ఉన్నా వారు ఏమి అయిపోయినా క్రీస్తును కలిగి ఉన్నా గొప్ప రక్షణ సంతోషము వారి జీవితాల్లో నేను చూశాను okay so in philippians 4 we're told to rejoice in the lord always ఫిలిప్పియులకు రాసిన పత్రిక నాలుగవ అధ్యాయంలో అక్కడ ఏమని రాయబడిందంటే క్రీస్తులో ఎల్లప్పుడూ సంతోషించుడి take a minute right now to rejoice in the lord ప్రముఖ ఇప్పుడు ప్రభువులో ఆనందించడం మనం నేర్చుకోవాలి థింక్ అబౌట్ ఆల్ హి హస్ డన్ ఇన్ యువర్ లైఫ్ మీ జీవితంలో ప్రభు చేసిన ప్రతిదీ కూడా ఒకసారి మీ మనసులోకి తెచ్చుకొని ఆయనలో మీరు ఆనందించడం చేయాలి థింక్ అబౌట్ ది ప్రివిలేజ్ ఆఫ్ బీయింగ్ కాల్డ్ టు వర్క్ విత్ హిమ్ ఆయనతో కలిసి పని చేయడానికి ఆయన మిమ్మల్ని పిలిచిన ఆ పిలుపును మీరు జ్ఞాపకం చేసుకొని మీరు ఆ అధికతను బట్టి ఆయనలో ఆనందించాలి గాడ్ సేస్ గాడ్ సేస్ వాట్ యు నేమ్ దేవుడు చెప్తున్నాడు నీ పేరు ఏ పేరు సంతోషించి పరిచారీ మీరు వెలగటానికి and we can rejoice in the wonderful wonderful privileges that we have as his children కనుక ఆయన కుమారులముగా బిడలముగా మనకు కలిగి ఉన్న ఆదిక్యతను బట్టి ఆయనందు మనం నిరంతరము ఆనందించాలి Romans 5 tells you that you have been saved and justified and now you have peace with God Romans 5:12 అని చెప్తున్నారంటే మీరు నీతిమంతులుగా తీర్చబడి మీరు రక్షించబడి దేవునితో సమాధానము కలిగి ఉన్నారని వాక్యం చెప్తుంది హల్లెలూయా 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 యు కెన్ లుక్ ఫార్వర్డ్ టు హెవెన్ మనము దేవుని రాజ్యమునకు చెందిన వాళ్ళమై ఉన్నాము ఇన్ జాన్ 6 యోహాను 6 లో చెప్తున్నాడు జీసస్ గేవ్ అ కమాండ్ దట్ చేంజ్డ్ మై లైఫ్ యేసుక్రీస్తు ఈ లోకమునకు వచ్చి నా జీవితంలో మార్చడానికి వచ్చారు ఐ యూస్ టు ఫియర్ డెత్ నేను మరణానికి భయపడేవాడిని and then i realized jesus says if you believe in me i will raise you up at that last day అయితే యేసు ఏం చెప్తున్నాడు నీవు గాని మరణిస్తే మరణమనే భయం నీకుంది నీవు గాని మరణిస్తే అంతదినములో నేను నీకు లేపుతానని యేసు చెప్తున్నాడు హల్లెలూయా 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 ఐ రిజోయిస్ in the fact that heaven is real and i can have hope that i will be there with each of you nenu paralokamu satyamaina ganisi mee andarito kuda kalisi nenu akkada untanu anna vishayam jyapamaste nenu chaala santoshistanu you can rejoice that god put his holy spirit in your lives mee jeevithamlo parishuddhaatma meeklo devudu nimputunnaduku meeru santoshinchali to seal you ఆత్మ ఈ లోకంలో దేవుడు మీకు ఎందు నిమిత్తమైతే ఏర్పాటు చేసుకుని ఉన్నాడో ఆ పని చేయడానికి మీకు శక్తివంతులుగా చేస్తారు యు కెన్ రిజోయిస్ ఇన్ హిమ్ ఆయనలో మీరు ఆనందించాలి యు ఆర్ చిల్డ్రన్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ అండ్ హెయర్స్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ ది బైబిల్ టెల్స్ us ఎందుకంటే బైబిల్ ఏమని చెప్తుందంటే మీరు దేవుని యొక్క కుమారులు కుమార్తెలునై ఉన్నారు రిజోయిస్ ఇన్ ది ట్రెజర్ దట్ యు హావ్ కనుక మీరు పొందుకున్న ఆ భాగ్యమును బట్టి మీరు సంతోషించండి imagine having millions of dollars 
millions of dollars but being frustrated about your lunch you say don't be so silly you have so much to rejoice in <laughs> it's like this our circumstances are not always perfect but in Christ you have the whole you have more than anybody in this world peace with God a promise of heaven and, and a call to effective ministry I want you to rejoice in what you have in Jesus. Okay, a minute ago I asked you, or I told you that I would be asking you for a decision. I'm about to ask you for this decision. So I want to remind you of what we've talked about. Remember that before Christ you were nothing. Remember that in Christ you are his very child you've been transformed and now that you've been transformed you've been given a new purpose and because of that you can have more joy than anyone you meet God's plan is really great for you. You live in the most strategic country in the world for ministry. And some of you are thinking, but I'm not much. I'm not famous. I don't have much money. Everybody thinks I'm crazy because I'm a Christian. Paul talks like this to God in 2 Corinthians 12. And God said, My grace is sufficient. Because my power is made perfect in weakness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have everything you need for the work God has called you to. You're told that in 2 Peter. So the real question is whether or not you will accept the challenge or will you trade it for something lower. I want to tell you a story of someone that did that in a horrible way. Have you ever heard of the Apple company? Apple company, cell phone, Apple cell phone. Okay, this company is the most valuable company in the world. And it was started by three men. One of those men, after only 12 days, he sold his part in the company. He, he sold his part in the company. For, for $800. It's about how much it costs to buy a Honda Hero. It'd be about as much as having a Honda Hero. Yes. If he would have kept his share in that company, he would be so rich today 
that he could almost walk in and buy the entire Tata company. Basically, he traded the Tata company for a Honda Hero. Bad decision. <laughs> but we each have this same decision each day. Will I step into the life of meaning and purpose that God has for me? Or will I trade that purpose for sitting in uh, in my uh, frustration about my circumstances? So here's the decision. Will you stay? in a place where you think I am nothing God can never use me or will you say no I'm going to step into the reality of who God made me to be and what he's called me to who, who is ready to step into all that God has called you to? If, if you're ready, give me a hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to tell you a way that you can do this. I told you of who you used to be. All God made you to be. And the purpose God has for you. The world needs to hear that. The world needs to hear what Jesus did in your lives. There are people in your neighborhoods that need to hear that Jesus can save them. There are people you work with that need to hear the gospel. There are mothers that you know that need to hear from another mother how Jesus has transformed them. God said that he decided the times and the places that people live so that people would find him. You are God's plan for India. I am not God's plan for India. I'm a brother that wants to love you and encourage you. A brother that wants to say I love you. I'm honored to be in your presence. And you are my heroes. Because you're the people that God has called to do the Great Commission in this wonderful land. I challenge you, love your neighbors. Honor those Hindus. Show them respect. Treat them with dignity. And share the gospel with love. Tell them what Jesus has done in your life. Okay. okay, so we've talked for a while. Have you decided to share the great news with the people around you? Amen. Well, when I go home to America, I will be praying for you. 
Your job is so important. And I'm honored to be around you. Let's conclude. Okay, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Each of you is so special. You are God's masterpieces. Created for a great purpose. And that was the message of 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31. We were told. <laughs> It is time to live that out. Remember who you were before Christ. Consider who you've been made in Christ. Acknowledge the call that you've been given in Christ. And now rejoice fully in your relationship with Christ. And as we close, I want to illustrate this with one very last passage. It's Philippians 2. And we'll start in verse 6. Some, and I'll intro it. Some people think I have to be something special in the world's eyes before God can use me. But, but Jesus, who is God, said, said, I have to become nothing to do the purpose that I have. He became the lowest to accomplish his purpose. Let's read starting in verse 6 through 11. Manishula Polikiga, Putti, Dasun Sorupum, Tanichoni, Tanutana, Ruptiniga, Chesukon, and Hallelujah! Now, with that in mind, I want you to come back and read verse 5. Kanuka, Ademi Manasula Unchukone, Aido Wakian, the Chadavalansi, Yamkam Cheskolansin, and Mikortunan. Can you read verse 5? Philippians 1, 2, verse 5. Just like Jesus became nothing to fulfill his purpose, we should have that same attitude. Alright, so never forget who you were before Christ. But always remember who you are in Christ. You are precious sons and daughters of the King. Acknowledge the wonderful purpose that God has called you to. You have been called to the greatest mission field on the planet. Rejoice in who you are in Christ. 
and, and the work he has called you to do. All right. All right. Someday I'm going to look at you in your eyes in heaven. I'm going to look at you. And I'm going to say, Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And I'm going to ask, tell me some stories of what happened when you shared your faith. Okay. I'm going to look at you. <laughs> right. And I'm going to say, what did God do in your precious life? So now we rejoice. But that day in heaven, let's have a party together. Right. I love you guys so much. I'm going to close in prayer. And if it's okay, I would like to pray for some of you after that if you want if you want prayer. Let's close in prayer. Cheer Jesus, thank you so much. You really have done such a wonderful work in these people's lives. Jesus, in many people's eyes, they were nothing before you. But now, Jesus, they are your precious children. They have been called to an incredible purpose. Oh, Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters that you would empower them each day by your Spirit to remember who they are in you to not look backwards at what they used to be but to live as children of the king and to trust you with the great purpose that you have for them make them fruitful Help them win many, many, many souls to you. And use my brothers and sisters right here to win their beautiful land for you. Jesus, thank you that you're right here in our midst. We love you. We honor you as Lord. Thank you for being here and teaching us this morning. It's in your precious name that we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.